0: Nick Phelps, welcome to the podcast. Good to see you.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric. Good to see you, too.
0: Um, So, for those of you who don't know, Nick ran for City Clerk Treasurer in North Tonawanda. He lost.
1: Oh, yeah, we all did big time. Yeah,
0: as well as I did and and others. Uh, But Nick does some other things politically that I thought was pretty interesting. And I, I really thought that you had a good message to get out there. So. Uh, Why don't you tell people what you do with the Libertarian Party here in Niagara County?
1: Okay, so I'm the uh, City of North Tonawanda Chairman of the Libertarian Party, and I'm the Vice Chairman of the uh, County Party.
0: So the Libertarian Party, it's a uh, newer party in New York as far as ballot access goes and can you talk a little bit about just the Libertarian Party nationally and what exactly happened last year to get it on the ballot uh, here in New York?
1: So quick, uh, nationally, you know, we're the third largest party in the country by enrollment. You know, the fact that this is the first time it's gotten into New York is kind of surprising, honestly, but we had a good candidate, so if you're not familiar with how you get on the ballot for the state, it, it uh, they're not trying to change it now, but it was you needed to get 50,000 votes in a gubernatorial election on that line. And we had Larry Sharp, a great candidate for governor, might be running again. Actually, I actually have a shirt on right now. And uh, so we, he ran. He got about ninety thousand votes, and that came with some issues with the ballots too, where he, we think he should have pulled much higher. Uh, but yeah, so Larry, uh, he's a great candidate. Got us on the ballot. So, and then so that goes into my role as the chairman also. So, as uh, the first year in the ballot, we don't have to do petitions or hold a primary. So whoever the party chose to endorse, they got their name typed on the ballot. Mm. So. We uh we held we held interviews and the way that we picked who we were interview was people had to reach out to us you know uh, they had email us call us and almost every position in a competitive race in the entire county reached out to us so I handled all the city of North Conewango races and then uh, as a county we handled all the countywide races and then we interviewed for the cities that uh didn't have a chairman or didn't have a ICO set up in them so. Uh, we, we, what we like to do was, we like to have both candidates interviewed at the same time. We thought they were uh, less likely to lie and we could really get their, how their differing stances were on some things. Like, uh, we had some candidates who threw out big red flags, like they would fight the legalization of marijuana. That's one of our big things, so, you know, obviously we couldn't endorse them. But we ended up getting some real good candidates with libertarian ideas on the ballot. Uh, one of the races we were very influential in was uh, Dennis Virtuoso and David Zajak out in the sixth uh, district of the county for the legislator. Uh, I think it came down to 50 votes, and there was 30 votes in the Libertarian line, so if that would have went 30 whichever way I mean, that that decided the race. So it was, it was good that uh, we we thought we thought Dennis had a lot of really good Libertarian ideas. and He was a candidate who had never voted for a tax increase on his 26 years in the legislature. Right. I mean, guys like that is what we really want to bring the party. We couldn't have an actual Libertarian in that race, but we had a guy who we thought had the best Libertarian ideas. We had one Libertarian uh, candidate who only ran the Libertarian line out in uh, Cambria, and she got 30% of the vote, which is you know pretty good for a party that's very new to the state. We're trying to build it. Out in Broome County, we had uh, the district attorney only ran on the Libertarian line. He ran against a... Republican and a Democrat and won a county ride race on the Libertarian line.
0: Yeah, so big things for the Libertarian Party in its first year, uh, especially as it kind of gets its feet uh, under it. The thing that I thought was really interesting about the party and um, you know some of the ideas with it, it's it's kind of like a blend of some of the ideas on the left and some of the ideas on the right. And one of the things that I've seen amongst libertarians reading articles listening to some speeches and podcasts and interviews from some of the candidates and representatives uh, there's always seems to be this little argument within the party on what exactly is a libertarian
1: oh well, yeah of course I mean I, I mean I, people have said to me I'm not libertarian Obviously, they say you're not libertarian. I mean it's just an ongoing thing but a good reason is that because we have so many different we, it's just so many different ideas going to being a libertarian and you pick up a few of them. You might not like all of them, but that's part of being a libertarian is that you let people make their own decisions on a lot of stuff. Like we, we're pretty open on a lot of decisions, which is where people get a little fuzzy. You know, like me personally, I'm pro-union. The Libertarian Party isn't 100% pro-union. And, you know, I've, you know, so there's that. But and uh, gun control, you know, we're big on gun control. I'm I'm uh I'm moderate to conservative with gun control, so I'm I'm pretty or uh, not with gun control with uh, gun freedom. You know, I think we should you know have less gun laws but yeah, there's so, so many different ideas you know when I met Fran Law who's the second vice chairman for the county he said that the libertarian party kind of picks all the good ideas from both parties and kind of throws away the bad ones and that's what we kind of try to do and there's some stuff that we don't really like abortion for example there's libertarians who will tell you we're 100% pro-life or they'll say you're 100% pro-choice you know personally I'm pro-life because our motto is you know let people do what they want as long as they're not hurting anybody else and so some people interpret that as you should let a woman have her choice or some people say uh okay uh you are harming a child mm. in, in my aspect you are harming the child i don't think uh, abortion is a uh, means of birth control and i think it's kind of been used like that i mean i think what we should do is a state against abortion not to jump topics but uh really just get good, good methods of birth control out there really yeah. just make it free for everybody and I think that would be, that would be hundred. I mean, like the city of Niagara Falls. I think there was a statistic once when I was in high school that sixty percent of the uh, girls in Niagara Falls that had either been pregnant or were currently pregnant. Yeah, from the school. That. So in the inner city, that's a huge problem where they couldn't afford birth control a lot of times and stuff like that. I mean,
0: yeah. What's interesting about that topic? I mean, some of these the issues that you know we'll talk about are you know some of the most debated and uh, controversial issues in human history. I mean, anybody who wants to walk in and have a, a two second you know sound bite, 30 second sound bite on abortion or gun control or taxes or all these very very complex, very emotional, very uh, nuanced issues. Really yeah, the
1: just, answers aren't always just clear yes or no you know there's right. so much more in it.
0: But some, something that you said is you know you said for the example of abortion you said um, you necessarily wouldn't support it but you would support b- birth control. I've talked to endless amounts of Republicans who said, no, they don't think birth control should be given out, right? And it's like, okay, well, it's like, where, where do you want to meet and where do you exactly. understand things? And the Libertarian Party is kind of like almost troubleshooting it real time, like taking some aspects and standing on it, but then taking other aspects and like letting it into the conversation. And I, I think that's good. I think we, more, we need more in the middle, like, you know, not far left, not far right, but what are these, uh, what's the common ground or what's some reasonable, um, uh, compromises or methods that we can kind of move the, the the conversation forward so we talked about that a little bit where do you get where does the party stand overall just real quick on the legalization of ma- marijuana that's like a personal issue to me as a as a coach uh, in mixed martial arts I would see fighters test positive for marijuana but it was medicinally legal and they had a prescription but the commissions would still find them. Or you would see fighters from out of state fight in Colorado or Nevada or D.C. and all these other places where it's recreationally avail- uh, legal. But if a fighter tested and had it in their system, they would get fined or suspended. But it was legal, you know. So um, the the whole marijuana issue in here in New York State, it's legal medicinally. It seems to probably be going. Um, legal recreationally and in the near future as a police officer i think it's more complicated than just legalize it and, and walk away but at the same time where does the libertarian party i know you mentioned a little bit but where, what's your kind of take on that
1: well we're 100 percent stand for legalization of marijuana i mean the fact that alcohol is legal and marijuana isn't is kind of ridiculous in itself i mean i mean as long as we treat this thing like how we treat alcohol you know you do it in your house you don't do it when you walk it down the street you don't get behind a car when you're un, when you're under the influence of either of them. If we treated it like that, you could even have a bar, like you do a barbell call. You could have a bar from marijuana. If you could, if we, the amount of money we, we could we could be bringing in, which you know isn't the whole thing, but the big thing is you know just the personal freedom to be able to do it. I mean, right. the government is no should have no say in that. If you want to smoke a joint before you go to bed, it helps you sleep. You know, if you have PTSD, it helps with that. I mean. The, the associated risk with marijuana are much lesser than the associated risk with alcohol. Right. But or no many one talks, many
0: prescription drugs. Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. And we looked at uh, the prohibition of alcohol. We saw that turned out bad. What it did was it, it put crime up. You know, it, it caused the whole market for organized crime, and that's exactly what this does. I mean, if you legalize marijuana, that would take out so much crime, and I, I really can't think of any plausible reason. For marijuana not to be legal, it's baffling to me. I think it's a big black eye in our country that it's illegal anywhere in the country. Right. It's embarrassing to me, honestly. And yes, yeah, so me and the Libertarian Party both one hundred percent stand for legalization in marijuana. So
0: you talked about that. Let's talk about gun control. Where does the Libertarian Party or you, as as a chairman here in Niagara County and a, and a co-chairman, where, where do you stand on on gun control?
1: So the Libertarian Party, you know, we believe that uh, all gun laws are infringements on our constitutional rights. Me, I mean, this is where people see I'm not libertarian off, because I don't, I don't believe in some of the. I'm not huge into guns, but I don't think we should be able to have some of the clips and ammunition that we have. So I understand some of the laws, but I also don't understand, you know, they want to just keep taking everything away, and it's more of a mental health issue with all the gun laws that are happening. It's not really much of a people have these guns. I mean, the guns are made, they're there, people have them, then we can't ever get rid of all the guns, and nor, sh- nor should we. But we what we need to do is really start addressing the mental health issues in this country. It hasn't always been like this. Yeah, I mean, guns have been in the country since I like, think the, just the have entire time.
0: Rifle and shooting teams in high school. I so. know
1: exactly, and but we didn't have these issues. Yeah, I mean, when was the first big uh, school shooting Columbine in the '90s? I mean, this is a modern issue, and the guns have been a lot around much longer than these issues have been around.
0: Right. One of the things that I, I think is interesting with the Libertarian Party is uh, on. Uh, I've seen a lot and read a lot from the the party and some of its representatives, and it always seems to shift the conversation from gun control to mental health. Which, me as a as a police officer and as you know someone who's been around guns in both the Marine Corps and as a sniper and everything else, um, I actually do understand some mental health concerns with guns. That's just a personal issue. Um, and I do understand some of the, the different things. I wouldn't go so far as to say any gun law ever is an infringement. No, um, it's a little
1: far, but, no, but, but but there's something to be said about it also. Right,
0: right. I understand that it's like, you know, a slippery slope and it's always taken to the extreme, such as the SAFE Act and other things. But um, um, what was I going to say? Uh, so what would you, but I, I like that the, the Libertarian Party seems to change the, or seem, seems to direct the, the conversation to mental health. Where a lot of times the the Democratic Party and the Republican Party seem to just kind of hunker down. Nope, we're pro-Second Amendment, pro-NRA. I think,
1: you know, a lot of times what they do is just to really to pander for votes. They really yeah. want to pander on how the topic's going, pander wherever their area is, wherever their demographics are trying to reach If They're trying to reach far left. They'll say, we're going to get rid of guns. I forget who was that. It was that, that old Rourke who said, yes, we're coming for your guns. Yeah, hell yes, and, we're coming for yeah, your guns. And, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, he's just trying to appease to the far left. I mean, these people are really just pandering for votes. Right. I mean, it's hard to tell what any of these big politicians really stand in anything, because it seems like with these big hot-button issues, such as abortion, gun laws, they just want to pander for votes and whatever districts need to win. Or
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about that, just to kind of segue for a little bit. So I had a Twitter account in 2012, and I'll just tell this quick story. Basically, I, when I served in the Marine Corps, it was don't ask, don't tell. That was the policy. And I served at the same time as an MMA fighter, female fighter, Liz Carmouche. And she came out with a documentary about she was uh, she was gay, she was in the military, and how it was difficult for her to be gay in the military under the don't ask, don't tell policies. Now, of course, you can be gay in the military and the, the policies have changed. But I tweeted something out in 2012 or 2013, supporting the fact that after I watched her documentary that it's kind of difficult to really say that gay, gays lesbian, male, female, whatever, however that works, shouldn't be allowed to serve. I mean, she was an outstanding Marine, a a physical specimen, a tremendous athlete. And you see her story about how it was difficult for her to serve in the Marine Corps. And so my my point is, is I tweeted something out in support of her. And the local Republican party, who everybody knows I have tremendous issues with here in Niagara County, took that and tried to turn it against me being anti-gay. Now, which nothing could be further from the truth. I've always been for gay rights, I've always been for gay marriage, which is another thing we'll talk about the Libertarian Party. The reason I'm telling this story is, the re- politicians, not to stick up for them, but you get put in this weird spot because it's like anything you do, these, there's people out there that are gonna spin it. And so you see some of these this pandering or some of these politicians not answer things because you're afraid of what your opponent is going to say. Now, as a candidate, you kind of experienced that. Like, wouldn't you say that you felt as a candidate, you had to tone some things back now and then?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, you know, you feel like you really have to peace for the voters, you know. And I tried to, I, I don't think I really did that a whole lot in my campaign. And maybe that was one of the reasons I lost, honestly. Right. I mean, but I really just wanted to put my ideas out there and I wanted to win on me and what I believed in. I didn't want to compromise my beliefs, really, as I ran. You know, And maybe that was why I wasn't made to be a candidate at this time because I wasn't ready to, or maybe the county wasn't ready or the city wasn't ready for a libertarian yet right. or people with my ideas. So you were
0: the first registered libertarian to run for office in Niagara County's history.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was the first registered libertarian to run. I was hoping to be the first registered libertarian to win but uh yeah didn't work out that way
0: right right let's let's go uh hey i'm with you buddy i didn't win either but going back to uh the libertarian issue and gay marriage um a lot of people continue to draw the connection with the libertarian party and far right uh, uh far right issues and beliefs where does the libertarian party stand on gay marriage uh, real quick to start on the connections before we get to the gay marriage part people a
1: lot of uh, knocking door to door, when I told people I was libertarian, they thought I was a liberal. They thought I was a you know far left. And the interpretation of the party can be far left or far right or moderate. I see it uh, leaning more right than moderate. But uh, yeah, so the party's got beliefs all over the place. So it's not it's not you're not a liberal, you're not far left, you're not far right. You really just stand for you know what you believe in and what you want personally.
0: Well, and so I back could, to gay marriage. If I could just interrupt you there, yeah. what do you think the advantages are to the party having a sliding scale? Right, like it's not gonna get too entrenched in blue or red groupthink. Democrat, Republican, kind of has this scale that I, mean, I feel like that kind of helps a candidate emerge that can kind of represent its area, its demographic, its county, its city, its town more so than this far left and right. I, you know, groupthink. Well, yeah, Adidas. you know,
1: as a party, we believe that no one's gonna be exactly on every single party platform, and. That's the problem with these, you know, the R's and the D's. You know, they they just want to appease every single thing on their plat on the party's platform, and that's what they have to be at to keep the party happy. You know, we don't care if you're against a few things as long as it's not one of our major platforms, but we leave a lot of stuff open to interpretation and give wiggle room on that so we can really give candidates the freedom to be who they are and represent, be the best representative for their area they could be.
0: Right, right. No, I think it's good. I think we need more parties that are, um, or need more, you know, candidates that aren't afraid to step outside the the box, the party line box, and say, hey, look, I I agree with the party on most things, (coughs) but not all things. And I think, especially in Niagara County, I mean, you find a tremendous amount of uh, conservative Democrats. A lot of Democrats that don't want to vote Democrat anymore because it's gone a little too far left for them, but yet they do believe in unions and a fair Well, that was a big wage. thing that would
1: happen with us. You know, they tried to group us in with Andrew Cuomo, Pelosi, AOC, you know, Eldemar, Eldemar. you know, they they'd really tried to group us in with all these people because our names were also typed on the Democratic line. Yeah. So they wanted to make us seem like we were these far left radicals. We wanted to give license to illegal immigrants to believe they said about you a yeah. lie. They just spread all these lies. They wanted to make us seem like we were not the kind of Democrats North Tonawanda. North Tonawanda, you know, we, we out-enrolled Democrats. Uh, I think it's by 1,500 votes to Republicans. Mm-hmm. Libertarians, you know, we're, we're coming up. We're getting there. We're getting right. there. But anyways, you know, and, uh, But but there, there, it was a working-class union dem. You know, it was a, you know the working-man dem. It wasn't, you know, these far-lefts, you know, the, the giving away stuff. And then that's what turned everyone in North Tonawanda off. Some people were still registered Democrat because maybe nationally or you know more countywide, they believe in some of the democrats but then when they group guys in like like Andrew Cuomo and these radicals it turned people off to the democratic party
0: yeah yeah they took candidates like Bob Brennan and myself they said you know we are for slavery reparations or friends with Andrew Cuomo and you know just just really disingenuous and a lot of insinuating a lot of just you know in my opinion just crooked politics from uh, Republican Party in Niagara County that is you know as just continues to be unethical and instead of just running and debating and standing toe-to-toe and looking at you know candidates and, and their views they just you know continue to play the, the dirty politics now the Libertarian Party didn't do anything like that I mean you your messaging your interviews were very fair you had both candidates interview at the same time so they could you know kind of troubleshoot things real time you didn't do any negative mailers and
1: no uh, you know in the questions we asked candidates we asked all the candidates basically the same questions and each candidate got asked the same question while we were interviewing and we'd switch who would answer first and it was open fair we just wanted you know the best candidates and right. we, we, we believe people should run who they are and not what their opponent isn't they should, they should run on their strengths not their opponents weaknesses right unfortunately uh, the county wasn't ready to see that happen yet right but you know we're not, we're not backing down now you know I know I know you've said you want to stay involved and I know I'm only 24 years old and I, I came pretty close in a pretty big race in the, in the entire county I mean I thought it was uh G- the GOP dumped a lot of money into my opponent yeah and uh, I couldn't I couldn't match the funds obviously but uh yeah I mean I made a big splash and I looked to uh, really look forward to really push the county forward and really push the Libertarian Party and push my ideas you know Larry Sharp you know the he ran for governor he, he said something to resonate with you he said you know even though I didn't get elected they still talk about my ideas. My ideas are still being used. So that is a win for libertarians. Libertarian ideas are still being used.
0: What were some of your ideas that you ran on? Do you see some of your ideas, even though it's a month, uh, just a short month after the election, and do you see some of your uh, ideas still being talked about, or whether it be through Facebook or people that you've seen or things that you've seen in local government? Do you feel like you've kind of moved the ball forward even just in this short month after?
1: Well, so the big one that took place before the election was... uh, People have been asking for a live stream of the Common Council for years. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I show up with a $15 tripod from Amazon, hook my phone up, uh, I got the Wi-Fi password for City Hall, and I ran with it. I live streamed the Common Council. And uh, they weren't happy about that. Two weeks later, my opponent has a nice live stream set up. Right. And so, I, w- I wasn't mad that he took my idea, because I was glad that this is what the people wanted, and this is a good push for transparency that these things were going to be live streamed now and they still are. And that was one way I was able to kind of force their hand to do the right thing. Even though I wasn't able to get in there and do that personally, I was able to get that done just by putting my ideas out there.
0: Right. Right. Just before we forget gay marriage. Um...
1: We are a hundred percent for gay marriage. And so I was formerly a Republican. I've always kind of leaned a little further right out say, but this is one of those st- stuck-in-the-old-ways issues that I just don't really understand. I don't get how someone could have so much hate in their heart that it could bother them that two people, you know, two men, two women, want to have a piece of paper saying they're married. Right. You know, whether it's religion or whatever, that's on them. That's their decision. I don't understand where we think the state should be involved in those kind of decisions for people, where Mm -hmm. we think that people should just – I think it should really just – it's kind of hateful and disgusting. That anybody would be against gay marriage. Yeah,
0: I, when I went door to door, and I yeah, I won't say any names, but when I went door to door and I knocked on Republican doors, you know, people openly told me they asked me if I was for gay marriage, and I'm completely for it. I, don't, I haven't thought about that ever. Like to me, that's like, who, who am I to tell someone what they should or shouldn't do? Yeah, if they um, want to
1: pay more taxes.
0: It sounds know? <laughs> yeah, right. You want to get married <laughs> and pay the taxes? Go. God bless you. Um, but, you know, I had m- many people, several people um, campaign against me and say a lot of things against me because uh, my views didn't align with their views because I said I was completely okay with gay marriage. And um, and I, that
1: was one place where me and you, we both could have pandered to the conservatives. Oh, we easy. could have said and we could have said that to them, but I, I, I wouldn't have felt comfortable compromising who I was yeah. to pander to these votes, to tell people something I thought was completely ridiculous.
0: Right, right. And, you know, our I don't want to say our opponents Where I don't know about your opponent. And truthfully, I don't. I, I don't know what he did or didn't say. My opponent, I do, but it's like I, when I'm, I'm going to tell someone I'm something that I'm not, so I can get a, a political job making you know fifteen thousand dollars a year and put a suit. It's like exactly. it's just not worth it. Like I have gay friends, I have you know people that I have to look at, like I, you know, and I, basically we have a conscience and I have a soul. Like I'm not going to sell it to get a, a political job, uh, you know. And and I think our group of candidates did a really good job of not not pandering too much and not just kind of selling out for the vote. Um, and but again that's why I like the Libertarian Party because it has this range of freedom that kind of lets a candidate be more a candidate than, than a group think party line member and, and you know I was proud to be endorsed by the Libertarian Party. I can't say I'm completely with all of their beliefs and all of the the different reps in, within the party, but um, but I'm you know um excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, that's a good you know. First, you know, we honestly don't really want candidates that are just gonna be like, okay. I believe in every single thing on your platform. I believe in every single thing this party tells me to, just because I am a libertarian. Like Republicans are like okay, we believe in this, this, and this, just because that's what our party tells us to believe in too. We want people that really believe in what they want to believe in, as long as they follow you know a few of the main stuff, but a lot of other stuff is just details open to interpretation kind of gives you the wiggle room to really be who you are and just, you know, if it was up to us, we'd have just candidates' names on ballots, running on who they are, not parties, you know. But this is the justifiable end of the mean to really get rid of the two big parties.
0: Right, right, and give that third-party option. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, uh, we talk about the party's beliefs, but let's talk about your um, race specifically. Young guy, uh, young family. Um, no previous political experience, no political job patronage. No one handed you a job or an appointment or any of that other, uh, you know, crazy, uh, ridiculous things that happens all too often in Niagara County. What would you? W- what do you think? What do you? What are your thoughts a month after the election? The hang- we still kind of have a hangover from it, obviously. Oh but-
1: yeah. Oh, I mean, it was it was terrible. You know, probably the worst night of my life. I'd say. You know, losing that up. I put my heart and soul into it, but. I had, I had different things. and I wanted, to, I wanted to be able to say I did everything I could have to win that election, and then I'd be okay with it. And now I kind of have a hard time being like, wow, I really just wasn't good enough because I, I couldn't get it done. But then I look at stuff like the voter turnout, when there's 38% Republicans show up, 21, and then 21% of the Democrats show up. Roughly, those are the numbers. And you know, the Libertarian enrollment, we, uh, we, I, got two, I got about 200% of the Libertarian enrollment in votes, so the line performed well for me. But the, the enrollment just wasn't there yet, and just really been they could have it could have ran that couch against me. I probably would have lost if it had an our next to its name. Yeah, that was how the voter turnout worked. So I knew there was, was only so much I could have done, and you know, hindsight, I, I wanted to send out. I thought about sending out an anti Cuomo mailer to really separate myself and the Libertarian Party from Cuomo, and I didn't end up doing it. That was something I regretted, but. Uh,
0: Didn't they have, like, former Sabres Hall of Fame hockey players making robocalls on your opponent's behalf? Oh,
1: yeah, I think uh, Dan Gares, some guy like that, I don't know. I think they gave him, like, like 50 bucks in a case of Bat Blue or something, a <laughs> robocall for Matt. I, he's pretty hard, hard on cash right now, I heard. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just sent out all these robocalls. I mean, they drowned me. And, and, and they, just, uh, they yeah. had to spend my entire campaign that last week of Matt's campaign. Yeah,
0: I mean, for me too, as well. I mean, they did seven mailers. I did two. Uh, they did uh, six robocalls. I did zero. Um, I mean, to your point, uh, someone said to me, a, a good friend of mine said, the Republican party could run Big Bird on the Republican line and it could beat, it and, it's, and it, that candidate will likely win. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I think you're seeing change in Lockport. I think you saw a change with Austin Tyler's race. I think our races were close in some ways. You know, not They weren't landslide losses, despite what people might want you to believe. I mean, we've looked at the history. We know that we've moved the ball forward. Um, and so, yeah, I don't necessarily believe that. But um, anything else that you think... Uh, is is for for the good of people to know about running an election. Like give, give a, a piece of advice or two to someone who might want to run uh, an election or get involved in politics.
1: Well, you know, you got to work. I mean, but I did all the work. I mean, I knocked probably th- three hours a day. I didn't miss very much. I mean, I could say probably the last 90 days of the election, I, I knocked on doors 85 of those days for between one to three hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you got to be able to work. Yeah, fundraising is a hard part. I mean, knowing how to raise these funds, especially not being with the big parties. You know, I mean, the Republicans, they have a big thing set up. They know how to fundraise. They know how to get people to fundraisers, And we didn't have that, so and we didn't really know how to spend the money. I mean, what I could say is try to get someone experienced with you to help you run your campaign. Because all of us were pretty much rookies, you know. We we were trying to win the Super Bowl with a team of rookies, and we had one guy on there that was a second-year a fullback, you know, and yeah. and we, we thought we could win this whole thing. We needed more experienced guys. Uh, I had Charlie Flynn, uh, who was the county chairman. He's been involved a long time. He was he gave me some really good tips. He actually told me to go against Cuomo, and I didn't, which was I think a big mistake of mine. I think that could have swayed a lot of votes. Mm-hmm. Also, I had a few unfortunate things happen toward the end of the election. You know, personal friends, you know, stabbed me in the back, kind of cost me a lot of votes. I think, but yeah. hindsight, I don't I don't know if I if I could have won no matter what happened, just based on the turnout and how. Good, like better candidates like you even lost, and people were shocked. I talked to somebody today said I can't believe someone like him could beat someone like Eric Herbert. Yeah, and it was just the way people just voted right down the party line, which is the big issue libertarians have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know I appreciate that, and you know I I think you did a a great campaign. You know I I coach you in high school wrestling when you were a sophomore, junior, senior. I coach you in MMA when you won your amateur. Uh, MMA championship and heavyweight title here and brought it back to NT and I've never seen you work at something as hard as you did uh, this election and you know win or lose like I, des- disappointed for sure but now that a couple weeks have passed like I don't I, I don't want to say I don't care because that makes it sound like uh, a little too lighthearted but I, I mean I've moved on man I mean you did a great job I poured my heart and soul into it we had guys like Bob Brennan you know basically taking his savings account and putting it into trying to get in there for what you know you don't get paid almost anything as an alderman but oh, he, no. he saw that change needed to you know to happen we and saw so the th-
1: direction the city was going in and uh, ed Smolski put out a good post he said something about you know the city might look like this big shiny gem but when you really open it up and you really look inside to how everything's running and where things are going you know it's dirty and disgusting yeah and that's kind of where everything's headed you know there's kicking the can down the road to keep getting reelected and it's that's you know just pander for the votes you know taxes. They did not want to say it. The taxes should have went up this year, or they should have found different services to cut. I mean, they give no money to the cops for cop cars. Then they're gonna buy them on bond, where the bonds are gonna last longer than the cars are gonna last. Yeah, right. I,
0: yeah, I, am with you. I don't want to get too much into the specifics of it, just because I don't want to come off as uh, bitter. Obviously, you lose an election that you pour your heart and soul into. Of course, you're bitter. That's why I. Wanted, oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to wait a month to, to do it. But I don't have any excuses, and, I, and we've talked, you know, hundreds of we times. We couldn't have done a single no, thing more. There's no excuses. We lost fair and square. Congratulations to them. But I hope you uh, um, are, are. I hope they're resting and enjoying their win because we're not going anywhere. And I can uh, tell you that we'll be back.
1: Yeah, this is only the first round, and you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a fourth and fifth round fighter. Right, so.
0: first round of the championship fight, and we got a lot of rounds left in us. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the future goals that you have for the party. Like, so now we have the Libertarian Party, we have several other minor parties in New York State, Independence Party, Green Party, Working Families Party, etc. What are some of the things that you need to do as a chairman and what can people do that might be interested in supporting you uh, do to help the Libertarian Party? Let's talk about uh, Well, number one is
1: just increasing enrollment. Which we, is what? What does that mean? We need to get more registered Libertarians. I mean, uh, there's so Carrie Bidner is a member of the state parties. She works hand-in-hand with Larry Sharp. And she wants to get 100,000 registered libertarians in the in the state. And uh, I've registered a lot of libertarians. I'm really working on it, giving them the message out there. Uh, so in a few months, I'll probably try to gather some libertarian money. Maybe send mailings to the no parties and to the conservatives, independents, you know, people that I think would appease with libertarian. Try to get them to switch. Try to get them to get involved with the party. Mm. Try to get them to get introduced to some of these candidates. And hopefully, we'll be able to have be a real third option. You know, maybe. Get 30%, Dems 30%, Republicans 30%. Or just everyone gets, depending on who the candidate is. Yeah. I mean, that's what we want. We want, but we need to get the enrollment there. I mean, I got 200% of of the vote on the Libertarian line. I mean, there's only, I think there's 45 registered Libertarians. I got 90 votes on the Libertarian line. Right, right. I mean, so people are identifying with it. They just didn't switch, and we just need to keep building it. And the more guys like Larry Sharp get out there and say their ideas... I think Bill Weld is probably going to be our presidential candidate. If he, you know, he ran as the he was the vice president candidate with uh, Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. When these guys, we just need to get the ideas out there. I, I find it hard to think if anybody could sit down with Larry Sharp and talk to him about what he wants to do for the state. that you, that you could talk to Nero or Cuomo and think that they were a better option. I think Larry had all the best ideas. We just didn't have the enrollment. We didn't have the money to really get the ideas out there.
0: Right no that's that's a that's a good point. I mean, I watched the uh, gubernatorial debates, and then I would listen to the Larry Sharp podcast um, on Joe Rogan. and I've met Larry um, once or twice and even talked to him on social media messaging. and I was like, I mean, there's no he way gets it. yeah, he gets it. he totally gets it. He sees the change. he re- he's resonating with the younger voters. He's understanding that the system is broken and and it's it's not all gloom and doom. I mean, there's ways to change it, but you just need a candidate who's actually gonna get in there and and say some of the things that everybody's thinking but you know no none of the politicians are doing
1: and you know a big reason that he didn't get as many votes is that people are just too scared that that the one party that they really hate might have won you know like the of republicans like like larry sharp they wanted to vote for him but they didn't want cuomo to win and they knew their best bet was voting for the big party we just need to get rid of that stigma that you have to vote for one of the winners because libertarians can't win right once we get the enrollment up and keep building the party and getting good candidates out there. We're going to have to cross endorse for a little bit. You know, just keep building the candidates. Have candidates that carry those messages and get it out there. And then once the party really gets built, and we're a real third party, we could actually have good candidates out there and people won't be afraid to vote for them. I think if people voted, people. Larry Sharp, one of the big things is why he didn't get as many votes. He only got 90,000, which is still very good. But they put an article out, Molinaro closing the gap on Cuomo. Which was 100% a fallacy, you know, it was not true at all. Yeah, it lost
0: by 3 million. Yeah, well, it wasn't even
1: close, but then all the Republicans, you know, they go, oh, I can't vote for Sharp. If I vote for Milnero, we might be able to turn this state red. Right. Well, the conservatives, they go, oh, we could really get Milnero in there. They all get excited. That could have cost Larry 100,000 votes right there. Sure, Just sure. that that fake poll that the GOP put out. Or right. Who knows, maybe, maybe, who knows who put the poll out. Sure. Off. Yeah, either way. Uh,
0: what do you think about... Um, uh, I think one of the reasons people are scared of the Libertarian Party is because, like, let's face it, if you're listening to this um, and you go and you see a lot of these uh, party lines on the ballot, Democrat, Republican, conservative, green, independent, working families, uh, whatever they are, it's all a scam. The whole thing is a scam. I mean, in the sense that the conservative party will never endorse someone um, other than a Republican. Try, try to find it. Try to find where it's happening. There was
1: races in the county where conservatives actually ran and the, and and the party the party the Republicans. In
0: so same thing happened with the Independence Party. The Independence Party in Niagara County, I'm an independent because I think both parties are crazy uh, at least right now. Maybe if some of those uh, ideas changed, maybe I would join uh, or rejoin a major Democrat or Republican party. But the, and the, own, the local Independence Party endorsed a Republican and let him run a primary against me. Like the whole thing is, is is a scam and and the problem with the Libertarian Party from the eyes of the, the big the two big Democrat and Republican parties is the Libertarian Party will run a third party candidate. They do cross endorse, as we saw in yeah. some of these local elections in the first year. But the way the Libertarian Party continue will will scale out is it might cross endorse a Democrat or a Republican and you know, if there's like minded ideas, they see a good working relationship, but they'll run Uh, a third party and be a spoiler to those big uh democratic republican parties they're not going to just fall in line like the conservative party this is the thing that drives me nuts locally with the local Niagara county conservatives is they say they're conservative you're not conservative if the conservative and the republican party were the same thing then they wouldn't need two parties you wouldn't need conservative and republican and this is one of the the points that I got into debating my well not debating because he wouldn't debate me, but talking with my opponent. He said conservative is the same thing as Republican. Well I then mean, why are there two parties? It's, it's it's not. If you research it, if you look it up, the ideas are different, the candidates are different, the history is different. A conservative has very different views than a Republican. It's more Republican than Democrat or, you know, something far liberal, but it's not the same thing. That's why there's a separate party. And one of the things that Uh, you'll never see that conservative, or you'll very rarely see that conservative party separate and go uh, uh, any third party. Like, for example, Nick's a Democrat, I'm a Republican. You know, John Smith runs as a conservative. They won't do that. They'll give that conservative line to the Republican to make sure the Republican gets in. Then why even have a party at all? You know, why even do that at all? Well, that's
1: why a lot of states don't even have fusion voting. I think I want to see where one of... It's less than ten, maybe eight states that actually have fusion voting. A lot of, when I interviewed, I asked people about fusion voting, nobody knew even what what it was. They didn't understand that in a lot of states that you could only run on one line or your votes really only counted on one line.
0: Yeah, we're like one of five states that actually lets that happen. So
1: we only, in my opinion, we have four real parties in the state. Diamond Republican, Libertarian, and Green. Because Green won't cross-endorse anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that that so the cross endorsing I think that's kind of one of the reasons why their party hasn't been able to grow as much because you know they're a decent party with decent ideas you know I get behind some of the Green Party ideas Libertarian Party we're cross endorsing because we want to build we want people in office who have Libertarian ideas and we understand that it's not going to be feasible to get people elected a lot of the time only on a line where there's 45 registered people out of you know the 10 10, 10,000 registered voters in the city yeah right you know so we understand how that. You know, so, we had to be able to build a party. But these other ones, conservative, they're only ever going to do Republicans, working families, just going to do the Dems. Right. Independent, depends who's paying them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, and it's just stuff like that. It's just a big issue. I mean, what's, what's even the point anymore? Because they're not representing these minor parties anymore. Yeah. They're not working family candidates. They might not be as pro union as as they are just because they endorse the Dem no matter what. Right. Uh, the Republican candidate might not be as conservative as they are, but he was going to get the line either way. So now we're fooling people who actually do believe in these minor parties and what they stand for, but they're only going to endorse the big parties. So they might as well be a part of the big party because right. they're just going to cross-endorse that party anyways. We endorse the Libertarian Party. We endorse a conservative, a independent, a Democrat, a Republican. Yes, we endorse people, and, and a Libertarian. So we endorse people from five different parties in, right. in this last election cycle. I don't think any other party can say they did that.
0: Right. Where the conservatives only uh, endorsed, endorsed... Republicans. And maybe may a Democrat here or there and something that was... Our, where they knew they were going to And they did... Them, uh, right? I think
1: they did an independent or two that was really a Republican. you know. Right.
0: But, right. Or uh, an independent that beat them yeah. in the primaries. And, yeah. So, but again, the the point in all this is... the The, the problem with the Libertarian Party is... Is it's not going to conform left or right. It's going to be a third party option... Even if it's a losing third party option... As this thing grows, it's not going to go away. And I think the big parties, Democrat, Republican, are afraid of it because they know like the Libertarian Party will play spoiler. And so let's talk about a race that's coming up for Congress. So uh, what do you know about Dwayne Whitmer? What do you know about New York 27, right? New York 27?
1: Yeah, He's running in the 27th, as the uh, Libertarian candidate is looking like. Uh, so he's an accountant, and he's also the Erie County Chairman of the Libertarian Party, uh, they've had some growing pains over there they had a snafu with the board of elections and none of their candidates were able to get on, on that, which to me shows just how broken the, the the county and the state are you know i mean they, they wanted to throw people off the ballot because they could find a little typo in there just because they don't want a threat to their big parties they don't want libertarians having a voice and they try to take that away from us and and so that was a big issue with with uh, what happened over there in erie county with dwayne but dwayne personally he's got a lot of good ideas uh, you know, as a Libertarian, I 100% support him in the uh, 27th Congressional. I'll be voting for him. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's got, he, uh, he has held a conference on the impeachment. He's very active in the government. He really, he's really getting the Libertarian ideas out there.
0: Yeah, let's talk about New York 27 real quick. So this, this kind of hits um, near and dear because a lot of parts of that district um, fall just outside North Tonawanda. But it was an interesting race because this was the Chris Collins race where Chris Collins um, was indicted and later pled guilty to fraud charges and all this other ridiculousness. And Nate McMurray came within like half of a, of a percent or a thousand votes. Real quick, if
1: I can interject, that's one of the big issues that no one actually wanted Chris Collins to win. But people voted for him to squeeze a Republican, just because they wanted a Republican in there instead of Nate McMurray or Senator right. a Democrat. It had nothing to do with, I mean, you look at any race, you look at a guy who has been using his position to commit felonies which is an ongoing investigation versus someone who isn't, you know, someone who has no record. I don't know much about Nate. I heard he's a good guy. I think he's from North Carolina, actually. Uh, I don't know much about him, but the fact that people would just vote for him just because he was a Republican, and he was, he's a criminal, he's a felon. I mean, he's committed felonies while he's using insider trading. I mean, it's ridiculous that people will not jump off that party line because they want someone in there that'll follow the party platform to the T.
0: Well, let me Stop. tell you, no, that's a great point. So of uh, this is an interaction, when I was walking door to door, I knocked on Slady's door. and I knew she was a conservative, but I didn't care. I wanted to talk to everybody. And she was, uh, she was like, she was very rude to me um, because she knew I was endorsed by a democratic party, even though I'm an independent. And she said, um, where do you stand on the Chris Collins race? Do you think he should have ran? And I said, no, he's a, got he's a first off he's like a former billionaire multi-millionaire so how in any landscape is he representing me or anybody i mean how many millionaires are in niagara county like seven like what you know what i mean i don't know the number it's ridiculous you can't say that a million slash former billion i mean one of the things on the insider trading, trading uh deals that he got in trouble for was was he was trying to save a loss of 13 million in stocks. You know, it's like, how, how could you even stand, a, this is $13 million? I mean, that's like, th- these, are, these are unrelatable and unfathomable uh, numbers to someone like me that's in the middle class, which is the vast majority of the district, right? Almost all the district. So Nate uh, McMurray runs against Chris Collins. Chris Collins does these, these things. This lady asked if I thought Chris Collins, and I knew she was a conservative, so I knew she wanted me to say yes, Chris Collins was fine to vote for. She said, would you vote for her? I said, absolutely not. I said, I'm a a cop, and he got arrested for felonies. Like, how could I vote for him? And she said, well, that's all I need to know about you. We need to keep that uh, seat red, and you don't have my vote. I'm like, wow. You know, it's like, you wanted a cop, and someone who's running for office to support a felon, because the other guy, Nate McMurray, might be too too left, too liberal, too Democrat, too whatever. I mean, to me, it's like I'll vote for a Democrat any day over a felon. You know what I mean? It's just we're not even using common sense anymore. Like maybe the uh, and I like Nate. I, I I don't know him personally, and I don't agree with all of his ideas, but he is from North Tonawanda, and I think it's pretty cool to root for you know a local guy. I think he came from a working. Union family. No, we do
1: need more Nayar County representation. You know, so. Yeah,
0: right. You know, and and so, um, but anyway, that race, New York twenty-seven. Nate McMurray is running again. I hope to have him on the podcast. Um, and he's running against a slew of other multi billionaires, Chris Jacobs, who's like. I mean, that guy's got more money than Maybe he owns. He owns the, the Bruins or something. Owns like the Bruins or whatever the other, whatever it is.
1: It makes you wonder why he wants to get in, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. And uh, some other jokers running, Senator Niagara County. I don't even remember the guy's name, but he, he'll lose in the primary on the Republican line. But anyway, so Dwayne Whitmer is running as... Uh, libertarian yes and he's not he so what you're going to have is you're going to have a republican and a democrat running for new york 27 that congressional seat and whitmer is going to play spoiler i don't know if he can win as a libertarian right but there's he's going to draw votes from the the big parties and they don't like that they're not going to like that there's this other third party option drawing from the the big democrat big republican party and again that's why these two these two parties are really uh weary and against the Libertarian Party, because they know that the they are going to try to emerge as a third party option. They're not just going to play the game. So anyway, I think it's interesting. I think if you can if you can look into Dwayne Whitmer's stuff, Nate McMurray's stuff, I think it's really worth uh, uh, looking up and seeing where they compare and contrast to some of the stuff that's been going on in, in New York 27 and uh, that congressional race, because there's supposed to be a special election for it. Um, is, do you know anything about that?
1: Uh, I actually talked to Dwayne on the phone for about a half an hour the other day. Uh, we have a pretty good correlation. Uh, he was the vice chairman in Air County. He was right across the bridge in Erie County. You know. So, And that was one of the things he, he did. He doesn't think they're going to end up doing a special election, he mm. said. He said he thinks it would be kind of foolish to do a special election and then a month later do a primary and then do an election. Where I think the cost is somewhere around a million dollars to do a special election for a congressional race. Really, It seems like a kind of a waste of our funds, I mean. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, so I, I, w- I would like to not see the special election.
0: So can you talk a little bit about, as we kind of wrap up here, can you talk a little bit about the new bill that changes the threshold for registering, or for, for not registering, but uh, uh, ballot votes, access? Ballot so access?
1: Uh, the way I understood it was and the way it, the bill read to me, I know it hasn't been passed yet, but it said, uh, you need I believe the number was 130, you need to re- register every two years instead of every four, because it used to be only gubernatorial elections you could you could gain ballot access in. And you would need 50,000 votes. Now you have to uh, re-get your ballot access every two years. And you re-get that ballot access by getting 130,000 votes. So they almost tripled the number of votes. And what this is, is the Dems and the Republicans teaming up to try to take out the minor parties. Because they don't want the competition. They don't want there to be a third party option. They're trying to take us out in any way they can. Right, right. And uh, so in a presidential year, depending on who our candidate is, it might be hard. I 100% believe Larry Sharp can get those numbers in the gubernatorial race. But uh, they, they're just trying to nip us in the bud. They see the steam that we're, you know, all the Libertarians are getting. And I, I, I think that entire bill is really to tag the Libertarian Party. They see the steam that we're getting and the, the mass enrollment that we're bringing along with us. And they really want to come after us.
0: Yeah, I, I think it, I don't... It's it's terrible. I mean, it, some of the minor parties are definitely a scam. But when you see parties like yourself or the Green Party trying to merge as other options, and you see them, uh, uh, trying to nip it in the in the bud, like you said, it's it's unfortunate.
1: What they what they should do is just get rid of fusion voting. Right. If they get rid of fusion voting, there would be no need to try to get rid of the Libertarian Party. You know, what I mean, well, no, no, I don't mean like that. So. If they got rid of fusion voting, that would get rid of all the uh, issues that come along with it, that they're trying to, that they sure. say they're trying to get rid of. They want to get rid of the conservatives cross-endorsing, working family cross-endorsing. You know, a lot of it is Cuomo having his little snafu with the working family party because they messed around with his endorsement and almost did, uh, what was it? Cynthia Nixon, Nixon yeah. yeah. That was what the whole thing comes from, and it's just all not for the right reasons why they do anything.
0: Right. So as we wrap up here, what's next for Nick Phelps? And what's next for the Libertarian Party in Niagara County?
1: Well, we're just going to keep growing the Libertarian Party in the county. We're just going to keep trying to get that enrollment up, keep trying to get our message out there, keep trying to switch over the NOPs, switch over the Conservatives, the Independents, Dems, everybody. We want Come to the Libertarian Party. Come for a party that's going to fight for you. That's what we want to do. For me, uh, I'm really trying to work on building Libertarian Parties, number one. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to run again i'm young you know i got i could i could run in 20 years and still be considered a, a young candidate you know yeah. i mean i'm only 24 i mean there's an assembly coming up next year which which is an interesting race for me to possibly run in i could also run in the second ward against donna braun which is interesting uh there's a lot of things out there i don't really want to be an older person you know it doesn't i don't know how much i could i could really do as a clerk treasurer i feel like i could really push a lot of stuff to push transparency, get people involved, and that was a big thing I wanted to do. But alder older person, I don't know if I really want to do that. now I, I don't know if I get really ready to be a candidate right now. Right. The election's at, still a little off. At this long. point at this point. At this point, I don't see myself being a candidate in the immediate future. But, you know, that could change tomorrow with the, the right phone call, the right idea, the right opportunity comes, you know, I'm an opportunist, you know, like when uh, when I saw that Dan Quinn stepped down and they put in Matt Parrish, I thought that uh, that was a good matchup for me, and I, I immediately remember I called you. I told yeah. you I said I want to run against this guy. I think I could beat him. I think this is a great opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was a it was close. It was a winnable race. It just turnout turnouts what killed us. Yeah. And if uh, another opportunity comes along where it makes sense for me and my family and everything, I would definitely take it. I think.
0: Do you any any regrets? Or you, or you feel good about it uh, now that it's all said and done? The dust is settled a little bit. You got. Uh, I
1: regret getting billboards. That's about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Still <laughs> I mean, think i that think, phone uh,
0: call for all the people who saw my billboard. Yeah.
1: I think. Uh, I think billboards, people on billboards, are rolling through this election. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely a, a change in tactics, but no change. Black well, ma- comes in experience. Yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. Right. We're going We're only gonna get better. We're not going away. they were counting on us to go away. They thought they punched us in the mouth. You know, November yeah. 5th, they they got us good. And they dropped us, and they just want us to go away. Because we had a dream team of candidates, and we had a good slate. We had good reasons. and But now we're just going to keep building. Now yeah. me, you know, you, the Austin Ty, like everybody, we're just going to keep building our names, keep getting our message out there, and they're going to see, you know, these these guys aren't this or that. These guys really want what's best. And that's why we ran. Right. We, didn't, we didn't have any political agendas. Yeah. I mean, none of us. I mean, we all just really wanted what was best for the city. I mean, I grew up here, and I had a, I had a great time growing up in North Carolina. And, you know some of the political landscaping started you know shifting some of their ideas started shifting and I, I really just wanted to make this city great for my kids growing up like it was for me growing up and that was really the big reason i wanted to run
0: right um two more quick things what um if somebody wants to get involved in the libertarian party what would be the best way to do that
1: contact me you can get me on facebook uh if you go on the county libertarian page or on the board of elections Uh, the county chairman and my number should both be on there if you contact us we look to have meetings soon and I'll be posting that on the uh, that'll be posted on the Nara County Libertarian Facebook page and also be posted on my personal Nick Phelps from North Conawanda page and uh, yeah so if you want to get involved uh, start with changing your enrollment would be great if you wanted to fill out that old uh, that old slip and send her to the Board of Elections
0: and where can you can get a card at your library I know the the public
1: library has them the DMV has them I got a car full of them Uh,
0: yeah and, uh, or you can do it online, right? Yeah, I believe you could also do it online, yes. Um, but if anybody has questions about changing their enrollment to the Libertarian uh, to Libertarian, or wants to help with the Libertarian Party, they can reach out to Nick on his Facebook page. That's Nick Phelps for Niagara County or Nick Phelps? Nick Phelps in from- North Tonawanda. Nick Phelps in North Tonawanda. And last thing here before we go, what about a Libertarian podcast? I mean, so if, for those of you who don't know, uh, we did a podcast with uh, a, a couple of years ago. I started doing it and it really kind of took off. Got 10,000 views with different veterans and different people, and then I took a break from it, um, and now I'm trying to do it again. And it's very, it's very cheap. It's a hundred dollars worth of equipment. Um, more people and politicians should do it, but the problem is, is that everything that I've said here, you can pause, play back, and use against me or Nick or whoever. So if you're like an exp- aspiring politician, the landscape is very turbulent, on, and, and the opinions are very divided. Should you put yourself out there the way that I am, you are, Austin, is, these other people? Because it's it's why why do it? I mean, why not just stay behind closed doors and count on people to vote party line? You know why take the time to put yourself out there? Take an hour, post it online, this and that, get the shares. Um, uh, we don't believe in that mentality. We believe in transparency, putting it out there and taking the risk. If someone uses this against me or anybody, so be it. But. A podcasting, you just, I just can't say enough about it. We did one with Austin; almost four thousand people listened to it. Um, we've done, we did a Twitter video, a joking type video, commercial, if you will. Thirty-five thousand people saw it. Um, people recognize us from those videos or different segments of other podcasts. What can the Libertarian Party do with podcasting? What can you do to help get that message? So, out So, sort of
1: kind of touch on the whole, like the whole views thing. Like that was one of the things in my campaign I noticed because. There used to be about let's say 15 people show up to the common council. When I started live streaming it, I would get I would get on more than 4,000 views. So I was really reaching the people, and that's kind of what podcasting does, it, you know, reach people, get your ideas out there. Guys like Joe Rogan do it beautifully, where they you know get millions of views. And I'd love for that to be a Larry Sharp has a great libertarian podcast, and uh, I've, I'm kind of considering also having a libertarian podcast, getting different candidates on there, getting different people in the party. Because uh, the party's been around in New York as the, you know, the the LPNY since the I think the 778, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should know that number better, but uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of old school libertarians get on there. You know, there's the old school libertarians and there's what they call the Larrytarians, the which is kind of more why I fall with Larry Sharp and what his ideas and his interpretation on the party. So I I am strongly considering doing a libertarian podcast in the upcoming future. I'd love to get a lot of good libertarians on there and a lot of people libertarian views. Yeah, you should. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it would be great. I think it would be great, especially as a younger generation. Everybody wants to know how to get the younger generation to vote. This is how you do it. It might not be the answer to every uh, problem, but it's a start. So you should podcast. <laughs> but, well, thanks. So Nick, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for spending the hour. Thanks for the updates. Uh, great race. Super proud to be your friend and to be part of the team that you were on. Uh, Wouldn't trade it for the world. Win or lose it. I thought it was great. One of the best times of my life running for office, and it was it, it was, uh, it was a an ple- experience, definitely. Yeah, it was a definitely an experience. It was a pleasure doing it I mean, with we both
1: you. probably found something in ourselves we didn't know we had in us. You yeah. Know, and yeah. It's good.
0: Anything you want to say in closing to the people of Niagara County or the people listening, the millions watching at Just home? Just one
1: thing. Change your party, change your vote, register Libertarian.
0: Thank you. Nick it. Phelps, ladies and gentlemen. Look him up on Facebook. Thanks, Nick.